Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. doing out there today it is tuesday january 16th 2024 how's everybody doing out there dad yeah right mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right got a couple of things today guys uh, an interesting thing once again that nobody is really talking about not yet of course but uh i'm gonna talk about it i'm gonna give you my two cents for what it's worth might be worth two cents. Might be worth, you know, a penny. Hell, I don't know. We'll see. But before we get into all of that, let's cover the business aspect of the deal. Guys, please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please make sure that you are following the show, number one. If you're new here, obviously, if you've been around, you're probably already following, but you know what I'm saying. And <clears throat> make sure you share this with your friends. And uh, if you're on Apple or Spotify, guys, or even Podbeam for that matter, if you could please review the show, give a rating, uh, give a comment, whatever, and I will read those. I think they're funny. I think they're cool, you know, especially if they're if they're good, right? And, uh, you know, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, guys, please just make sure if you do that, it helps me out. It doesn't cost you anything to do that. Just, you know, a little quick five-star or comment, something like that. Um, it helps a lot. And if you are inclined to help monetarily, you can send me $100 to P.O. Box. No, no, I'm sorry. You can go to the uh, DTOM store. The link is on the podcast app in which you're listening to this on. And check out our wide variety of merch that we have there. Check it out. That helps me out with uh, the rent and the car payment. And other things. No, joking. All that money is staying with the show. It's going to help pay for websites podcast fees those types of things if i can get to a point where i can actually make a little bit of money i can actually start advertising the show and pick up some more followers you know because that's kind of the whole point right all right and if you are on social media you can follow us at don't tread on america on facebook instagram uh true social and the ticker talker and uh if you are on the twitter x machine we are dtom underscore 1775 from all of those situations, you can get in contact with me through messaging abilities. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or anything of the such, send them my way. And if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check out our website. It's DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Once again, all of those things, you can reach me personally. I check the emails. My assistant, I have given a permanent vacation to, so it's just me. It's three of us here in the in the DTOM studios. It's me, and uh, there's myself, and then there's I, right? So, <laughs> a couple good things uh, coming up for the show. We will be on with Tucker Carlson. 
no, no, I read that wrong. I'm sorry. I'm starting a rumble, a rumble uh, page. So, yeah, not not going to be on with Tucker, just me. But maybe uh, we're getting the t the rumble page together, and then uh, you know maybe I'll start posting videos again. I stopped doing it on YouTube because it 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 made no, it made no it literally made no sense because every show I did was getting flagged. So what's the point? And if you guys have ever tried to post a video on YouTube, especially one of that's you know like an hour long, it's a very daunting task just to waste my time to not get any kind of benefit from it. So hopefully uh, we can do Rumble, and that will pick up some more followers there. And really, the the reason I want to do Rumble is because uh, you'll you'll understand if you haven't, uh, you know, the YouTube page is still there. You can still go watch the videos that I used to do. Uh, if you watch those, you'll understand why I'm more fit for podcasting than TV. And that's fine. I'm ugly. Cool. I can live with it. <laughs> what I want to do is is be able to do do what I do and do it and, and, and do it well. Right? No, I can actually show you some of the merchandise from the Detom store because I have purchased myself just to see the quality uh, and pimp the products visually. All right. So, let's get into the show. All right. So, COVID, right? Looks like we're coming around for COVID Part 10. Uh, this one they have not named yet, though. This is called Disease X, the new pandemic. That's what I'm calling it. But, nonetheless, I have a couple of articles here, and then I have some other interesting stuff. So... This is from Business Insider. The uh, title reads, A mysterious disease, disease X could be the next pandemic to kill millions of people. Here's how worried you should be. <laughs> so, uh, the, the World Health Organization recently updated their blueprint for research that lists the disease most likely to cause a global pandemic that could kill millions along with hemorrhagic uh, viruses like Ebola and mosquito-borne di diseases like Zika, they've added a mysterious new condition, Disease X. Disease X represents the unknown diseases that quite likely to cause the next pandemic. This insatiable truth for those who study disease outbreaks, new virus, and the spread of illness is a haunting one. The next pandemic is coming. Known incurable diseases lurk in the hidden reservoirs all over the world. Thousands of unknown viruses circulate the globe and in labs, both for the sake of experimentation and potentially also for nefarious purposes. Research is conducted in, on global agents to see if it's possible to make them more deadly. In their recent blueprint for research on priority diseases, that could cause this pandemic, the World Health Organization added a new potential threat. Disease X. Disease X stands for the unknown. The rest of the diseases on the list are already known conditions. These include hemorrhagic fevers like uh, Congo hemorrhagic fever, Ebola, Marburg's Lassa, blah, 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 blah. Oh, hold on. Other... Uh, Priority illnesses include coronaviruses like MERS and SARS and the mosquito-borne uh, blah, blah, mosquito diseases, Zika. Viruses and bacteria can mutate and become more infectious or deadly or both. And there's a constant risk that risks the new illnesses. Blah, blah, blah. Can you read, Don? You're drinking water today. You're not even drinking whiskey. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe, maybe I need to go get a drink. There's a constant risk that new illnesses could find ways to jump from their host to humans. Okay, now, very interesting article, to say the least. And it talks about other priority illnesses, including coronaviruses like MERS and SARS. Now, why am I reading you this article? The reason I'm reading you this article is this article was written in on March 13th, 2018. Right. So this article was written almost six years ago, even before COVID. And if you notice the part where I specified 
the other priority illnesses, including coronaviruses like MERS and SARS. So, and Corona COVID was a car COVID SARS. So this is an article written six years ago. This is an article that was written two years before COVID became a thing. And you're thinking, okay, Don, cool. This article six years old. What's your point? Oh, okay. Here's my point. Uh, disease X could cause the next pandemic, according to the WHO. Or Ebola, SARS, or Nympha 9, nine pathogens that researchers are keeping a watchful eye on. Don, you just read this article. What are you doing? This is from a different company. This is Fortune. Okay, so Fortune copied the same article from, from uh, what did I say the other one was? From Business Insider, right? What's the big deal? The big deal is this one was written January 12th of 2024, people. <laughs> this is my point. <laughs> Six almost six years apart, we have identical articles. Holy shit, you're thinking, right? Yeah, okay. So what is Disease X? This is from the new article that just was released the other day. Disease X, according to the World Health Organization, represents a knowledge that a serious international epidemic could cause a pathogen currently no, unknown to cause human disease. Indeed, the organization's head, Director General uh, Tedos, Tedros blah, 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 will speak of the event. In addition to Michael Damara, chair of the board of who? The G, let's see, AstraZeneca, Brazilian Minister of Health, Nisha Tribe, blah, 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 and Jama, blah, 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 and all these other motherfuckers that have crazy-ass last names. The run-of-the-mill pandemic preparation session was blown out of proportion this week leading to it the phrase disease x training on both twitter and google at times right right wing social media accounts such as don't tread on america slammed the session charging the world leaders would convene to discuss the plans to impose vaccine mandates restrict free speech and even planned pandemics themselves on thursday night former trump era uh, Assistant Secretary of Public Affairs for the U.S. Treasury Department and Fox News analyst Monica Crowley tweeted a baseless warning that unelected globalists at the World Elect World Elected Forum, the WEF, I don't think that's supposed to be how it is, but anyway, a World Economic Forum <laughs> will hold a panel on future uh, pandemic 20 times deadlier than COVID. Just in time for the election, a new contagion will allow them to implement the WHO treaty, lockdown again, restrict free speech, and destroy our freedoms. Okay, so let's think about that. You recall, I think it was last year, Dipshit McGee up there in the White House signed a treaty with the WHO and the WEF about these things. And we're thinking, it's never going to happen. Well, in the meantime, we've talked about... What have we talked about recently happening in this country, right? The mass migration of, what are they? Military-aged men. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I made this connection. And, of course, since then, you've heard it on other podcasts, but whatever. Um, but we're seeing an influx of, of millions of military-aged men from other countries that don't give a fuck about you or me, okay? And in the meantime... We've always asked this question, especially during COVID, we asked this question. They, what are they going to do? They can't, they can't make us do these things. They can't force us. They can try. They can want to. And, and they surely did. And, and, and a lot of the things that did happen were by, um, I want to say guilt, but I don't know if that's the right word. But, uh, you know, like, okay, if you were a person that was staunch against wearing a mask, but you were surrounded by people that wore masks. You you yourself might have felt out of place because you're not wearing a mask. I didn't wear a mask. My wife, we'd go to the grocery store and we would be two of maybe five people at any given time that didn't have a mask on and you always got looked at crazy, right? Um, so you kind of got, I guess guilted would, is a good word, into doing these things if you were if you were that kind of person i didn't give a fuck because i wasn't wearing a mask because it was stupid to have to do that um granted not a doctor never claimed to be but obviously i was probably probably a little right about some things so um 
now you have all these treaties being signed. You have an influx, influctuation of military age men from other countries that don't care about you, not you, the other white people listening to the show, but you, the other black people and Hispanic people from this country and the, the lawfully, uh, whatever Americans that live here, that was like enough's enough. Those people don't care about you. Those people will force you. Those people, or they'll try. Those people will do the Australian thing. They will put you in camps. They will lock you up and put you in chains, as Joe Biden said. It's all starting to make a little bit more sense as to why Biden and his uh, administration have been letting these things happen from a standpoint of immigration or lack thereof. Just let them, let them come on in. But the interesting thing about all of this is I'm reading you this article that's current. This is just the other day. This today's the 16th. This was from the 12th, so four days ago. So what was that, Thursday, uh, Thursday Friday? And um, the article I first read you was almost six years ago. It's the same thing, with the exception of the quotes from, from people. So the WHO's priority pathogens, aside from disease X, the WHO maintains a list of priority pathogens that pose the greatest public health risk due to their epidemic potential and or whether there is no or insufficient countermeasures available. Last updated in 2018, this list was expected last year, now during the first half of 2024, according to the group. So it's the same list of the stuff I read from the article before. Ebola, Marburg, Congo hemorrhagic, Lhasa, um, SARS, COVID-1, COVID-2, um, COVID, uh, MERS, so on and so forth. So these are diseases we know, okay? Now, <clears throat> the reason they're saying disease X is because they're claiming disease X because they don't know what the next disease will be. Will it be a combination of all of the above? Will it be a combination of two or three of those or something like that? Or they just haven't decided what to hit you with yet. <laughs> like COVID. Now, we were, a lot of people, most of your average uh, human, I don't even want to say American, but most of your average citizen of any country, for the most part, none of us knew or had heard of COVID, right? Most of us that are just regular people, not doctors, not biologists, not anything like that. We're just regular old people that work jobs and do whatever, had never heard of COVID. And not to say you're stupid. I never heard of COVID. I'm not saying any one of us that didn't know anything about COVID or ever heard of COVID knew anything about it. But if you recall a few years prior, we heard about SARS. Well, Basically, that's what COVID is. It's a form of SARS. So, um, I mean, because SARS essentially is an acute respiratory syndrome. SARS-CoV-2 is COVID. SARS, right? Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, point being is this. If you recall during COVID, like if you got on TikTok or whatever... And you, or even on Twitter, you used to see people post videos of like Lysol cans, right? And it was like, oh, look, the, the Lysol protects against COVID. And then you even saw like Clorox and different brands protects against COVID too. And it was like, how how do they come up with this product that is now able to to fight off COVID if it's a new disease? Because it wasn't a new disease. It's just that we had never really heard of it. COVID, SARS-CoV-1 and CoV-2 had been around, thus the reason why you could use Lysol or Clorox or whatever, and it actually combated the disease on, on um, surfaces because it was an existing disease. Just because we had never heard of it doesn't mean it didn't exist. Then it turned into a whole thing of, oh yeah, well, COVID existed, but then the Chinese uh, tried to make it into a bioweapon and blah, 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 blah. Okay, whatever, whatever. Point being is, here we go again. To the point where I saw this on Twitter, and where is it at? Where is it at? Right, no, no, it's not. It. No, I'll play that for you in a second. You cayete la boca, four for four. 
where in the fuck is the pause button? Jesus Christ. Um, I thought I had a fucking picture here somewhere. Here it is. Um, well, I, I guess I don't have it. But anyway, I sent this to Chris the other day. So in China, they have these mobile cremation uh, vans rolling around the streets. The interesting thing about that is I need to move this over here, Don, so I can read it. Um, the interesting thing about that is, you know, I had a community note underneath it saying that, um, oh, these were, these were pet cremation vans. Now, <laughs> if you, if you look at the, um, <clears throat> if you look at the van, it's kind of like a, uh, like it's a decent sized van. It's not like it's a, it's not like it's for, I don't know. When I think of a pet, whenever I think I'm taking a, my pet to the crematorium because, you know, old Fluffy's dying and we're going to have a cremated, I'm thinking, how big of a crematorium do you need? These were vans, like you could fit a family of 10 in. You know, I'm not saying you could fit a family of 10 in the crematorium, but point being is you could fit a coffin in that spot there. So, what kind of <clears throat> pet are you cremating in these vans? A tiger or a lion? You know, I don't know. Uh, or human beings. Now, of course, they have to. I have to get a fucking jet flying right over my fucking house, right? Am I trying to talk here? Um, <clears throat> of course, you know, we have to put those community notes in. So, you know, and then we go back to China. Okay, here's the disease coming out of China. Forget all that bullshit, okay? Forget about China and whatever country and whatever disease. They're all in this together. This has the whole point of even bringing up another country is to cause us in this country to be like, fuck China, you know, fuck this country and fuck that country and fuck you and fuck Trump and fuck Biden and fuck everybody. It's just for us to be more divisive and not agree on anything. And so we can argue so that when they come kicking in your front door, you don't know what the fuck's going on because I'm on your side because they don't have a side. They have their side. You're just in their way. And to further push that point, we have uh, HR 3832. That's House Resolution 3832. What is House Resolution 3832? Well, that is also known as the Disease X Act of 2023. This was a resolution put in front of Congress. It's yet to be voted on. But nonetheless, back in June of 23 by Representative Lori Trahan from Massachusetts. So what would be the purpose of H.R. of um, HR 3832? Well, the bill expands priorities of biomedical advanced research and development authorities to specifically include viral threats that have a potential to cause a pandemic. And particularly, the bill expands the scope of innovation grants, contracts, and may award the BARDA to specifically include those that support research and development of certain manufacturing technology for medical countermeasures against virus, including rep re respiratory virus, with uh, pandemic potential. It also expands BARDA's author authorized strategic initiatives to include advanced research, development, and pro procurement of countermeasures and products to address virus with pan, uh, pandemic potential. What does that mean, Don? Essentially, it's arming the government to... It's fancy words. What are the fancy words? To support research and development of certain manufacturing technology for medical countermeasures against the virus. What is that? That would be... A... A... Come on, say it with me. <laughs> right? So that's your shot. That's your uh, that's your vaccines, right? So, okay, big deal. They're going to come up with vaccines, just like they did for COVID. But no, you didn't have to take them. You might have gotten guilted into it. Or you might have even got pretend forced into it by your job. But it also expands the authorized strategic initiatives to include advanced research, so vaccines, development, and the procurement of countermeasures 
So does this law or would this law, it hasn't become law, give the the government, whether it's federal or state, the ability to force you? Now, this would be in Congress. This would be a federal law. Would it be a situation where now the federal government, with their federal officials and their federal army containing military-age men from other countries to force you to take the vaccine or force you to stay in your home, to force you to do the things that you saw other countries that actually did these things in Australia, New Zealand, some of these other countries that set up COVID camps, set up perimeters around neighborhoods and not let people leave. You remember that? Now, we saw this in this country. Like, that's crazy. Could you imagine? Could you? If you want to believe that COVID was a test run for the next big thing, and you could you could even ask the question, well, if COVID was a test run, it failed. They'll never be able to implement those things again because people aren't stupid. No, I think people are actually that stupid. And... I think, I mean, there's people that still wear masks. So, yes, people are still that stupid. And it's not even a question whether you or me or the person next to you is that stupid. Because they know that there are some of us that aren't that stupid. That's what the quote-unquote military-aged men from other countries are coming into this country for. Because they're going to enable them to join the military. Even if it's not the military as we know it. The Army, Navy, Marine, no, those types of forces maybe maybe hear me out what if they create a new squad of immigrant army officials to uh have them pay their way into citizenship and pave the way for them to be citizens by joining the covid army or whatever the new disease will be called i'm just asking a question but you might even be hearing me and you might say that's that's a little crazy is it? If you're outside of this country, if you don't live in America, and you live in one of these countries that did do these things with your own military, am I asking a crazy question that we have an administration that's allowing individuals that probably really could give two fucks about anybody in this country? We're allowing these military-aged men to come in here. Why wouldn't you? Isn't it amazing how when you see these people coming over the border and different reporters are asking them, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? And each one of them will pull out a piece of paper. Oh, I'm going to California. Oh, I'm going to Nevada. Oh, I'm going to New York. Oh, I'm going to Chicago. Why do you have that piece of paper? Who gave you that piece of paper? And how are you getting all this money? Oh, the government's giving you the money. Okay, whatever. Who's giving you that piece of paper that's telling you to go to California? Now, not hardly any of these people that are get interviewed by random reporters ask them, do you have family there? Or I'm going to Georgia. Do you have family in Georgia? No one ever asks that question. It's just, where are you going? I'm going here, there, wherever. Do you think maybe, once again, asking a question, do you think maybe these people are allowed to come into this country, they're assigned a destination. You need to report to Georgia, Florida, wherever. Here's a Visa debit card. Here's a, you know, whatever. Could that be? Because, and it's really hard to wrap your head around what I'm about to say, but when have you ever noticed that in this country when illegals get captured crossing the border that they get caught and released like they're fish. But not only not only are they caught and released like they're fish, they're caught and released with a wad of cash and a destination. Used to be you might see people crossing illegally and for the most part, those people were going because they had family in Georgia or Florida or California or Texas or whatever. Not because they were told to go there. And when have you ever seen immigrants that come from the South 
into this country want to go to New York or Chicago or, oh, it's because DeSantis is flying them in and Abbott's flying them in. Well, okay. What if we ask the question here? And it pains me to say this, but it is what it is. But, you know, Chris asked this question a while back about Trump. What if there are no good guys? What if there are no white hats? There's just different black hats. Okay. So what if the the uh, transportation of immigrants to other parts of the country via DeSantis or Abbott or whoever under the guise of, haha, you take care of them. What if it wasn't because of that, but because they were told to do that under the guise of making it look like that? The only difference I would say as far as Abbott goes, I don't know him a whole lot as far as governor. And, it, and what a reason I say it pains me to say this about DeSantis because he has been a good governor for the state. But you never know. And the reason I do question that and the reason I say maybe not so much with Abbott is because look what's happening in Texas right now. The Border Patrol has been kicked out of the country. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> the state, <laughs> by the Texas Guard. And the Texas Guard now has taken over Border Patrol in that state. And they are sending people back. So, you know, that could make your difference there. But, you know, and furthermore accentuate the whole disease x thing this is from the bbc in london england and i'm gonna play this let her speak and then we'll talk about it on the backside. okay the british government has unveiled a new vaccine research facility where scientists are working to prevent future pandemics it's located at porton down a high security research facility best known for its work on chemical warfare experts are preparing for what is known as disease x or the next pandemic virus our health correspondent Dominic Hughes was given rare access to the facility. The delicate task of protecting the nation's health. This is one of the laboratories at Porton Down where scientists are analysing current threats, new variants of COVID for example, and trying to identify new ones. Inside these purpose-built labs, more than 200 scientists working for the UK Health Security Agency are helping to develop and test vaccines against a range of diseases. It's vital work to keep us all safe. We've got in many respects the toughest um, job in the world, which is to protect health against infectious diseases and environmental hazards. And it is tough because we know that the, the risks of new and emerging infections, including those of pandemic potential, is increasing. For decades, scientists at Porton Down have been involved in medical research, as well as the work on chemical and biological warfare for which the centre is perhaps better known. During the pandemic, laboratories like this one played an absolutely vital role in assessing how effective the vaccines were in combating the coronavirus, and that work continues today. But as well as monitoring how effective existing vaccines are against new COVID variants, the new Vaccine Development and Evaluation Centre is looking at emerging threats for which no vaccine yet exists. One of those is Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever, a virus that is spread by the bite of an infected tick and is fatal in about 30% of cases. A serious outbreak occurred in Afghanistan in 2017, but the disease is widespread across Africa, Asia, the Middle East and the Balkans. Changes to climate and the way we live mean viruses like this one could find a way to the UK. But equally, the next pandemic could be caused by a virus that has yet to be identified, what experts call disease X. Dangers known and unknown. These scientists will be working to make sure we're prepared for both. Dominic Hughes, BBC News, Porton Down. Well, on that very issue of disease X, I've been speaking to Professor Dame Jenny Harries. She's the chief executive of the UK. All right, and we, we've had enough from me of that, mate. So, point being is, this is Britain. Britain's health, whatever. I'm reading you articles from America. So, hmm, it seems to be everybody's on the same page yet again. So what do you think that means for us? For you, me, every everyone in every country. This has nothing to do with America. This is don't tread on us. So the WEF and Klaus Schwab are preparing for disease X. 
Oh, by the way, Davos is tomorrow, just to throw that out there. And preparing for Disease X, which could be 20 times more deadly than COVID. So, they put out a statement. Because uh, January 17th, today is the 16th. January 17th starts Davos and the WEF. So, we'll see what happens. With uh, fresh warnings from the World Health Organization that an unknown disease X could result in 20 times more fatalities fatalities than the coronavirus pandemic. What novel efforts need to are needed to prepare the healthcare system for multiple challenges ahead? Uh, the session is linked to partnership with health and blah, 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 blah. So they're, they're ramping up, guys. They're ramping up. They're getting ready. The question is, are you ready? Now, I found this to be interesting. In talking with Chris today, and I looked this up yesterday, so this is, um, well, this updates regularly, even though I've got it on my computer, so that's fine. If I asked you a question, how many since the beginning of COVID as we know it? So from January, we'll just say, well, it's technically December of 19, but we'll call it January of 20, of January 1st, 2020, okay, to January 16th, 2024, so four years, okay, if I had to ask you in a, in a, in a not country, but in a world of over 7 billion people, right, I think, I think 7 billion, right, what's this, let me look this up, world's population so world's population 2024 8 billion people okay so in a world of over 8 billion people right if i had to ask you the question since january of 20 of 2020 to january of 2024 i'm going to ask you uh Two questions. How many people, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't even say people, but how many coronavirus cases were there in that four-year period? Just guess a number. As you're listening to me, a number has come to your head. And I would be willing to bet you would say a billion. A billion. Don, it had to be at least a billion cases. Eight billion people had to be at least probably two billion. Fuck it. Two billion people. Two billion people. Or at least two billion cases. Because as we can tell you, Cases aren't necessarily representative of people. What do you mean, Don? What I mean is this. If you've had COVID, okay, I had COVID in, what was it, August, I think, of 20. I think it was August of 20. I had COVID. I died. But me being the Superman that I am, I was able to come back because I had a podcast to do, damn it. No, but <laughs> wait, was it 20? No, it was August of 21, because we didn't start the show until January of 21, and I was doing the show when I got COVID. So, anyway, point being is, um, I died, and I, I came back. You're welcome. Um, but I went, because, you know, I, was, I, I wasn't sick. You know, I was kind of like, oh, shit, I can't smell the bacon, babe. And because of work at the time, you know, you had to be off for two weeks if you had COVID, but you had to be... You had to have your COVID verified, right? You had to go to a like a walk-in clinic or whatever and have the test and it had to be verified. So those are your quote-unquote cases because there's probably a lot of people that had COVID at some point in their life, either didn't realize they had it or whatever. So whatever. But my point is this. If I had COVID in August of 21 and let's say four months later, a year later, whatever, I got sick again and got COVID, but I didn't go get tested. Or, but I did, let's say I did get tested. I'm still with one person, but now that's two cases. Okay. And we know we've seen people that are obviously more popular than I am talk about their, you know, had 26 jabs, but now they're on their second or third bout of, bout of COVID, right? It's still just one person, but three cases. Okay. So keep that in mind with this number I'm going to give you. In a world, in a world of eight, over eight billion people. There has been in four years 700 cases. No, 701 million cases. So less than 10% of the world, and that's assuming that each case equates to a person, less than 10% of the world's population has gotten COVID. 
So I guess the better question is, how many people have died from COVID in this world? This isn't a country. We're not talking about America. We're talking about the world. So how many people have died in the world from COVID? Now, obviously, this would be one person, you know, one person. You can't have multiple deaths, right? You have multiple cases of one person. But you can't have multiple deaths of one person. So, in a world of eight over 8 billion people, less than 7 million people have died from COVID. Now, this doesn't include vaccine-related deaths. These are COVID deaths. Now, these are also deaths that, as you are well aware, during COVID, and someone could get into a car accident if they had COVID, um they they rated it as dying from covid so whatever i'm just reading these numbers seven under seven it's actually six million nine hundred sixty nine thousand three hundred fifty four people in this world of over eight billion people have died so less than one percent less than one percent of the world's population died from covid from the most deadliest disease we've ever seen Less than 1% and less than 10% of the people that even got sick from it. So, now, they're looking to have this disease, the fuck is that, be um, 20 times more deadly than what COVID was, is, whatever. So, if we use their numbers, okay... And and this isn't like this is some random. This is from World Worldometer. This is a, I would assume, somewhat of a reliable resource. Okay, so just using their numbers, twenty times more deadly means that we would be looking at roughly, let's just say this is seven million. So we're looking at fourteen, or I'm sorry, twenty, hundred and forty million deaths. Well, now that gets a little more serious. Albeit 140 million deaths of over 8 billion people isn't really that much. It's still, what, 2%? 20%? 20%? 2%? No, I don't know. Something like that. It's low. I think it's 20 20%. Yeah, that's a little less than 20%. So, yeah, a lot of people. I'm not saying it's 7 million is a lot. You know, don't get me wrong. One one death is too much. But my point being is this. They're going to start throwing these numbers around. So it's bad, quote unquote, that they made everybody believe that COVID was. As bad as it was or is or whatever. They, um, they're going to come out with this disease X, which they've yet to name, by the way. But already working on vaccines and already working on countermeasures to make sure you stay locked away. They're already working on that because this is going to be 20 times more deadly. So just think. Just think of the numbers. And you'll know as soon as CNN or Fox or whoever mainstream media starts putting a ticker up because you'll see something happen here very soon. And I talked about this last year that this the beginning of this year we would see something happen that is going to shake the the globe and if what we think like that the WEF and the WHO and the UN and all these people the global elites are in cahoots it's not about who's president it's not about Biden or Trump or whoever it's not about you or me it's about domination and if they can kill 140 million people with this disease then so be it then they'll come out with something else a couple years later to kill 20 times more than that number and then 20 times more because they have a goal to depopulate this this world now it's easy for me to get on here and say these things and whatever and scare the shit out of you and that's cool but and i don't know that there's a whole lot we can do about it i mean we can get prepared we can go to war well, Don, what do you mean go to war? Like with North Korea, with, with China, with... No, 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 with with these people. But, you know, the interesting thing about that is that in this country, they're even going to try and make that a little bit more difficult. 
because now you have attorney generals asking the Biden administration to ban Lake City from selling ammo to civilians. Okay, who's Lake City? Well, Lake City is one of the largest government-sanctioned ammunition makers in this country. 20 state generals led by anti-gun New York AG Letitia James, you probably heard that name before, have written a letter to Stephanie Feldman, director of White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention, asking the Biden administration to prevent ammunition from Army's Lake City's ammunition plant from being sold to civilians. Now, this is a company that is authorized by the, by the government. They make the government's, well, all, let me put it this way, in this country, all ammunition manufacturers, whoever it is, Remington, um, Winchester, and, and some of these are part of Lake City. Lake City is just the overall company, but nonetheless, make ammunition for the government, okay? Whether it be your, F, your federal government, your local governments, whatever. And they're allowed to sell a certain percentage to the public. Well, these uh, state attorney generals are asking them to stop for them to not allow that. Now, I'll name, I'll name the states out for you. Uh, New York, Arizona, California, Co uh, Connecticut, Delaware, D.C., not a state, but whatever it is. If you listen to the show, I did City of States. Um, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington. Anything that all those things have in common? Yes, you would be correct if you said they are all blue states. You win. It's not even that. It's not even that. The funny thing is, is reading this and there's an ad for ammo. Anyway, um, yeah, so Winchester currently runs at Lake City Ammunition Plant and produces, what do they produce? They produce 5.56 ammunition. So, basically, the most popular gun in this country is your, what, deadly AR-15, right? And they are claiming that the 5.56 rounds are of a military nature and specifically made from the M16. It states that the rounds should be limited to only military. The letter does not mention how the U.S. military used much more powerful 308 rounds before Vietnam. And one objection to switching over to 5.56 round was that it was under power. The Pentagon made the switch to allow soldiers to carry more ammunition since the 5.56 round was much smaller. So, essentially, this is what they're trying to do. The most popular gun in this country is the deadly AR-15 that is chambered in a 5.56-223 round. Now, here's a little story, or not story, but here's a little information about that particular gun in that particular round. Now, not all... AR-15s that are chambered in a 5.56 round are created equal. Um, I'm trying to think. I think if your gun is chambered in 2.23, you can shoot 5.56. But if it's chambered in 5.56, you can't shoot 2.23. And um, that's important because you can fuck up your gun. But nonetheless, so ideally, if you have a fi uh, an AR-15, okay, here's a couple of things you need to do. Number one, you need to find what it's actually chambered in. Is it 5.56 five, or 223? Because there is a difference. Um, and, and, I, and I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if it's, two, if it's chambered in 223, you can shoot 5.56. Five, um, or if it's chambered in 5.56, five, you can't shoot 223. Anyway, um, I could have those backwards, but do, do your research for your own personal gain because it makes a difference because if they're trying to ban 5.56, five, but if your gun's chambered in two, two, three, you're still fine because you can still get that because that's actually a NATO round, not a uh, American round. Anyway. <laughs> um, or, hear me out, spend, you know, you can actually get, uh, I mean, for example, uh, I don't know what website this is, but you can go on different websites and you can find you can find 5.56 ammo relatively cheap if you buy it in bulk. So, you might want to start looking into that. Anyway, um, or buy a new gun, get a 308, you know, and say fuck it because they're not even worried about 308, even though it's a much bigger cartridge and it's much more powerful and does a lot more damage. But the whole point of this 
is that these individuals, they honestly believe that that being the most um, popular gun, um, obviously would be the most popular round size. So if they get rid of the, the round, then the gun's useless, right? And their claim is that with this being the most popular gun, the most popular round, and every mass shooting that happens is happens with that gun. And we know, because we talk about it on this show, anytime there's a mass shooting shooting of some sort, whether it's a school or grocery store or whatever, um, I often say, let's wait and hear what gun they use, and you'll know how long the story is going to perpetrate. Because as soon as it comes out that whatever whoever did whatever shooting... As soon as it comes out and that person used like a shotgun and a, and a, and a nine millimeter handgun, the story goes away. As soon as that person used a deadly AR, they can't stop talking about it. So they, these uh, attorney generals believe that if you can get rid of that, that'll solve the problem because, you know, it's a gun problem. It's not a people problem. But more, more interestingly is this. The what they're trying to do, what they're trying to say is that, okay, you can have the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment gives you the right to to bear arms and all that jazz. Right. But it doesn't give you the right to ammunition. That's what they're trying to say. And they're trying to um, now I think this is in the state of Washington. They're trying to put a tax on every person, uh, so how does this read? A use tax is levied on every person in this state for the privilege of, for the privilege of using ammunition as a consumer at a rate of eleven percent of the selling price. So they're actually looking to put a new sales tax on top of whatever your sales tax is in Washington State. Um, yeah, the taxes in addition to federal, state, and local ta- sales tax and the tax imposed on the sales of goods uh, service this chapter, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know what the sales tax is in Washington state, but like in Florida, for example, it's 6%. The county I live in is another 1%. So in this county that I live in in Florida, it's 7% sales tax. So essentially, if I bought a a pack of 20-round pack of 556 and let's say it's 10 bucks i don't know how much it is i couldn't tell you the last time i bought ammo it's deadly and we shouldn't carry it (laughs) i don't go to the store and buy ammo anymore but anyway if i went to the store and bought a 10 pack and let's say it was or i'm sorry 20 pack and let's say it was 10 bucks okay that 10 dollar pack of bullets is going to cost me 1070 right in washington let's assume their sales tax is the same that $10 $10 box of bullets is now going to cost me, uh, well, it's 18%. So now it's another buck 80. So now instead of paying 1070, I'm paying 1180. And that's the, that's a figure. It's kind of like smoking cigarettes. They figure if they kept taxing the shit out of cigarettes, people would stop smoking. And I think probably for the most part, probably worked a lot, but you still see a shit ton of people smoking and cigarettes are expensive as hell. Like I don't smoke. Like I'll smoke a cigar every now and again. And that's, I mean, it's different. I guess it's not different, but you know, I literally smoke a cigar every single day. No, maybe once every five hours. No, literally I'm, I'm joking, but seriously, I probably smoke a cigar once maybe a month, once a month, once every two, three, four weeks. Seriously. Uh, you know, if it's a nice day outside, I'll sit out there with a glass of whiskey and my wife's at work. I have nothing else to do. I'm going to sit out there and smoke a cigar and wash the neighborhood. It's what I do. But you do, you, you may yourself smoke cigarettes or you probably know somebody that does and you probably go through, or you know, somebody that goes through a pack a day or a pack every couple of days or whatever, you know, and I'll be in the store and, you know, here's, you know, Bob Johnson buying a pack of cigarettes and it's fucking like seven, eight bucks or something like that for a pack of cigarettes. Like, Jesus Christ, I need a carton of whatever. Oh, it's $60. What the fuck? I guess in the grand scheme of things, if you're really smoking some cigarettes, it's probably cheaper to buy the carton. But still, that's expensive. I it says the guy that's sitting next to hundreds of hundreds of dollars of 
whiskey. But that's beside the point. I don't drink all this whiskey in one week. I, I try, but I don't. But anyway, just know that this is what they're going to do. So on the front side, you have Disease X going to kill us all. Or we're bringing in armies of military-age men that could give two shits about you or me. Then, on top of that, they're going to try and strip you of your ability to defend yourself or fight back. You know, so <clears throat> there is that. Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so I'm going to close with this real quick. The inflation number came out on Friday, of course, because no one was paying attention. And uh, for the the year of 2023, overall, the annual inflation rate was a 3.4%. Yay, Biden. Biden's doing his thing. And here's the thing. 3.4%, yeah. Okay, that's good. Okay. But that comes off the tail end of two years, 21 and 22, of an annual inflation rate of seven and six and a half percent. So, if I, and I've talked about this before, but I'm going to say it one more time. Okay, so if inflation in 2021 was was for the for the year an average of seven percent. Okay, and then the following year it was six and a half percent. That means that whatever you bought in 21 went up 7%. Then in 22, it went up another 6.5%. And then in 2023, it went up another 3.5%. And I don't want to hear the bullshit. What well, only went up 3.5%. Yeah, 3.5% on top of the 65 on top of the 7%. And that's how it works. Are you going to the grocery store, to Walmart, or to wherever you shop... And seeing that the prices are going down? No. Everything is more expensive than it was last year, than it was the year before, than it was the year before. You will never, you'll never feel relief in any of these situations until these numbers have a minus sign in front of them. When Biden or Trump or whoever the next president's going to be says, inflation for this year or this month was negative 2% then you might can start celebrating a little bit. But until then, as long as it's a positive number, especially when you have two years in a row that, that it was almost 7% both, month, both years, you're never going to feel relief because you're going to have to go a year of a negative number to make a difference. And when is, it, is that actually, is that even a possibility of happening? And even with that 3.4%, that sounds good. It still doesn't outweigh what people's earnings went up. It might have matched them. I think the average earnings rate was around 3.5%. So inflation kept up with the earnings, you know, the increase in earnings, and that's all fine and dandy. But the thing is, is those earnings still haven't caught up from the previous two years where we were 7 and 6.5%. So this week is going to be an interesting week. So we need to keep our eyes open because tomorrow starts the WEF. World Economic Forum meets in Davos starting tomorrow. Also, tomorrow, uh, the 17th and the 18th, you'll have different companies uh, reporting their earnings from this past year. And it will set the tone for the next couple of weeks, anyway, as far as interest rates, um, stock markets, and those types of things. So, and then who knows what's going to come out of the whole... uh, Davos situation and with disease X so just keep your eyes open keep your ears open and uh, make sure you're following us here at Don't Tread on America you can check us out at Don't Tread on America on Facebook Instagram True Social and the Ticker Talker and on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775 and the website is Don't Tread on America dot com guys please reach out follow the show on any of those situations if you have any questions or concerns or Anything you want to throw my way, you can you can do it on those levels. Uh, I do ask you to please make sure you're sharing this show, you're following the show. And then, like I said, uh, if you're on Apple or Spotify, if you could please leave me a rating, that would help. If you want to leave a review, that helps also. And then um, don't forget the DTOM store for merch. 
and uh, that also will help this the show out immensely and um there was one other thing oh yeah don't forget i'm gonna start that rumble page here probably gonna mess with a little bit here when i get done recording and i'll give you all that information as time comes i think that is it guys so just you know keep your eyes open keep your ears open follow me here and on our social media links so you know anything i come across i'll send it y'all y'all's way you know what i'm saying all right other than that guys you have a fantastic rest of your tuesday and i will be back here again on thursday have fun peace out